Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Our reading today comes from Paul's letter to Timothy, the first letter, chapter 4, beginning from verses 6 to 16. First Timothy chapter 4 from verses 6 to 16. This is what Paul writes to Timothy. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine you have followed. Have nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the savior of all people, especially those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy, when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, devote yourself to them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, and by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. A close watch on yourself and your teaching, or what some other versions of the Bible would say, and your doctrine. Our concern today is about doctrine and especially looking at the importance of doctrine in light of the current false doctrines that are prevalent among us. We live in a day and age where so many religious movements are flourishing, and as you can imagine, all claim to be leading to God, all claim to be serving the same God. In fact, most of them will even read the same Bible. But what you notice is that most of them come to different conclusions, and you are left wondering, how is it possible that we read the same Bible, claim the same things, use same Christian terminology, but arrive at different conclusions? What really happens? Well, what happens is that while most of these groups or individuals will claim to be Christian or to believe Christian doctrine, at close scrutiny, you will notice that they deny, they distort, and sometimes even attempt to destroy what we call the fundamental teachings of the Christian faith. Fundamental teachings can mean doctrines of the Christian faith. It can mean essential teachings that believers must hold dear to be Christian. And quite often we notice that while many claim to be Christian, what they actually teach is different from what the scriptures tell us as Christian doctrine. And so as we look at doctrine today, 
It is important that we understand that knowing the right doctrine or knowing the central teachings that define and characterize Christianity is especially very important, number one, because God commands us to stand firm on doctrine, number two, because there are so many groups that claim to teach good doctrine but actually distort it and therefore result into a group that seemingly looks Christian but is not very misleading and if followed all the way can actually lead someone to forfeiting eternal life. The scripture has a lot to tell us about the dangers of false doctrine and Jesus and the apostles all had a lot to tell the believers on how they need to understand what they believe, know why they believe what they believe, watch out that nobody distorts what they believe, and be able to not only know it, but explain it to others. For instance, in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, Paul reminds Timothy that if he is to be a faithful minister of the gospel, if he is to be the kind of man that becomes a model or an example of true biblical faith, he must watch two things. He must watch his life or manner of lifestyle and his doctrine closet. And Paul says, persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Doctrine is extremely important. Paul here seems to be telling Timothy that it is actually a determinant of one's destiny. If you stand in right Christian doctrine, you will have eternal life. You will be saved. But if not, then you will be lost. The resurrected Christ himself, as we look in Revelation chapter 2, especially from verse 2, we see him commending some Christians for their stand on biblical doctrine and rebuking other Christians for their stand, especially on false or wrong doctrine. In Revelation 2 verse 2, he commends the Christians at Ephesus saying, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. There were men who had come among them, claiming to be God sent, claiming to be people who set doctrine or who teach fundamentals of the Christian faith, but the Ephesian believers had tested them and found them untrue and therefore shunned them. And for that reason, Jesus commends them. But notice how he challenges and rebukes the Christians at Thyatira. He says in Revelation 2 verse 20 that I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her doctrine or by her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. There you have it. He commends the Ephesian believers for standing true to Christian doctrine, he challenges, critiques, and rebukes the Christians in Thyatira for listening to the false doctrines of teachings of Jezebel. Again, also the Apostle Paul in Titus 1 verse 13 reminds Titus that he must rebuke those who hold to false doctrine so that they will be sound in the faith. There is no doubt whatsoever that with these and many other scriptures, that doctrine is very important. God is concerned about what we believe as Christians. He expects us to know biblical truth and to stand by it and to shun anything, no matter how biblical it looks, but which is a counterfeit or which distorts or denies 
the central pillars or the central teachings of the Christian faith. In Galatians chapter 1, from verses 6 and 8, we have the Apostle Paul rebuking the Galatian believers, and he's rebuking them for being vulnerable to preachers of a different gospel or a different doctrine. And he says, I am astonished that you are quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. And then he adds on, which is really no gospel at all, for indeed there is one true gospel. And any other thing that claims to be a gospel but is not is essentially a counterfeit, is a false doctrine, and one to be shunned. God commands us to stand strong in matters of doctrine. And what that means is that if you believe or subscribe to teachings that contradict the doctrines of the Christian faith, then you are of all men most to be pitied, and in fact, you will not be saved. In Romans chapter 16 verse 17, the Apostle Paul again urges the Christians at Rome, and he urges them to avoid those who teach wrong doctrine. And he says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been told. Avoid them. Paul says they had been taught the doctrine, which is Christian doctrine, the body of apostolic teachings, the revelation that Jesus had handed down to them. And he warns them that if they should turn away from that which the apostles had, had, had taught them, and they subscribe to different teachings or different doctrines, they will be lost and they will be misled. So he urges them to avoid them. We have so many other passages that warn us about the presence, that warn us about the dangers of false doctrine, that warn us about the consequences that befall those who believe in false doctrine. And because doctrine is important to God and to the apostles, they all urge us earnestly, in fact, not only to shun wrong doctrine, but to contend for the true faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. But we also notice that doctrine or biblical doctrine becomes especially important because of the presence and the competition from the kingdom of the cults. That there are so many religious groups who, while claiming to be Christian, continue to distort the central teachings of the Christian faith, and therefore an urgent and honest call to all believers to stand firm, to discern true doctrine from false one, and to be able not only to avoid it, but to correct those in error and to win those who are victims back into the truth. What are some of those false doctrines that are being espoused by different groups or different cultic groups today? Well, these have to do with who God is, or who Jesus is, or how people get saved, and so on and so forth. But if we can just focus our attention on these three, especially for this moment, you will notice that while many groups will claim to be Christian, most of them will tamper or we will seek to distort at least these three, which form the central teachings of the Christian faith. We have groups, for instance, like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am sure most of you have heard about these guys. Sometimes you will see some two young men, uh, in most cases one white, another one black, African, putting on white shirts and some dark pants, sometimes with some backpacks, with some uh, titles of elder on their chest pockets, 
quite handsome and very nice guys, by the way, coming and claiming to be teaching the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. But what is it they actually say about God? While Christian doctrine affirms to us that God is one existing in the three persons of the Trinity, a church like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints teaches that God actually is not the same as the Christian God. What do they say? He was one time a man who slowly progressed into Godhood. The God of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the God of the Mormons, is actually not the God of the Bible. You come to this other group called the Jehovah's Witnesses. They go by the name the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Who is God to them? According to them, God is Jehovah, and he is not a trinity. He is one. So while the Bible tells us that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, Jehovah's Witnesses wish to convince us that God is not a trinity, but he is only one known as Jehovah. By that distortion itself, any believer in such a doctrine cannot arrive at salvation. We have, for instance, again back to the Mormon Church or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. While the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for instance, is likely to teach you that Jesus Christ is the elder brother of Lucifer. And if you know Lucifer, you already know that we are now crossing into a danger zone. Satan himself. But we are told that Jesus Christ is the spirit bro elder brother of Lucifer. Now, is that the teaching of the Bible? No. Actually, the teaching of the Bible is that Jesus is not only the Son of God, but he is God himself. He was fully God, and he was fully man. And let me not say it in the past tense. Actually, he is fully God, and he is fully human. That is the teaching of the scriptures that runs contrary to the teaching of the Mormon church, yet which continues to claim that it is also Christian. You come back to the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, Jehovah's Witnesses, to them Jesus was not the Son of God, in fact Jesus was Michael the Archangel. According to them, Jesus was just a good man until the age of 30, when he became the Christ or the Anointed One. And we are told that when he died on a cross, which is not really a cross but a stake, he eventually, after being recreated, he went to heaven where he resumed his position as Michael, the archangel. So according to the other witnesses, the Jesus we have in heaven is not really God, is not the son of God, but Michael, the archangel. Is that the teaching of the Bible? No. According to the scriptures, Jesus is God. We see him receiving the worship and the honor that is due unto God. In fact, he is called Emmanuel, God in human flesh. But we have groups like the Mormon Church or groups like Jehovah's Witnesses who continue to be claiming to be Christian, yet teach doctrines or teach things that totally contradict the teaching of the Bible. And this is very, very serious, friends. Because if you claim to be Christian, but you believe or subscribe to teachings that run contrary to the Christian faith, you ultimately cannot be saved. I know right now you are there and you are wondering, but if this is to that extent, if this is that dangerous, how can God's people stay away from false doctrine? How can they even know? Because 
in a generation like ours, where different people are teaching different things, where people claim to be sent by God. We have so many pastors. We have new churches coming up every day. They all claim to be Christian. They all read the same Bible. How can we really know that they are teaching biblical doctrine, number one? And in the event we find they are not, how are we supposed to respond? Well, if you are in that category, worry not, take heart. Because again, the same Bible has already told us how as Bible-believing Christians we are called to respond. From the several verses that we just read at the beginning, we already know that it is very, very dangerous for anyone to be claiming to be Christian to hold false doctrine. Number two, we are called upon to discern false doctrine. But how do you discern it? How do you tell the difference between true doctrine and false doctrine? Number one, you must know the word of God. Christians are called upon to know God's word. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 says that we are to be no longer children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming, but rather standing firm on the knowledge of God, we are not only to recognize, but to shun and stand against those who espouse such false doctrines, leading many into error. Christians are called to follow the example of the early believers. You read Acts chapter 2 from verses 42, and we are told that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Such kind of devotion to the apostles' teaching will protect us and will ensure that we are grounded in the truth of God's word and discerning enough to be able to tell the difference between truth and error. Remember what Dr. Luke writes in Acts chapter 17 about the Christians at Berea who were not only committed Bible readers, but because of their constant immersion in the word of God, they had developed discernment that they were able to tell the difference between truth and error, between right and wrong, and whenever they had the apostle preach, they would not be comfortable until they had checked the word of God diligently and daily, by the way, to see if the apostle Paul was in conformity with the teaching of the scripture. They believed Paul not because he was an apostle, they believed him because his message was aligning with what the word of God was saying. Very, very important. The Apostle Peter calls believers to be on guard as well. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 17, he says, That you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard, so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men, and fall from your steadfastness. Be on your guard, so that you will not fall from your steadfastness. But how does that come about? Stand firm on the unchanging word of God. If you are not standing on true Bible doctrine, the chances are very high that you will be wavering, you will be vulnerable to the often subtle schemes of false teachers who seek to take you away from true doctrine into falsehood. Believers again in First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verses 20 to 21 are called upon to test, not just to hear and to receive prophecies, but to examine them, to test them, to hold fast to that which is good, and to abstain from every form of error. Again, Christian leaders also are called upon, given the responsibility of protecting their flock by warning, 
rebuking and stopping people who teach false doctrines. Paul charges Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verses 3 and 4. And he says that as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myth and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. Christian leaders, pastors, evangelists, Christian people in Christian responsibilities are all challenged and called upon not only to stand by firm doctrine, but to protect the people who are under their leadership and guardianship. That's teaching them God's truth, warning them against error, showing them how they can tell the difference between what is true and what is not. They may guard God's people, they may teach them, nurture them in the word of God, that standing firm on God's unchanging truth, they may beware and stand against false doctrine and false teaching. I hope this is something that you will find very helpful. I pray that the Lord will keep you, that the Lord will give you the spirit of discernment, that knowing the difference between truth and error, you will not be taken in by the schemes and the deception of the ever-increasing false teachers, false prophets, false apostles, false pastors that quite often look like true Bible leaders or true God-sent servants, but in actual sense are masquerading and are teaching false doctrine that can lead to destruction. May the Lord bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.